0: It is episode 29 of Aaron and Patricia. My name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. And you join us on the week beginning of the 20th of September of 2020. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Um, Before we begin today's uh, broadcast, um, we wanted to pay tribute to Um, what's going on in the United States right now. Uh, For those of you who do not know, uh, Supreme Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away and uh, so uh, leaves behind an incredible legacy of law, uh, an incredible legacy of activism. And so, uh, Patricia, I thought maybe you want to uh, lead us in this uh, tribute.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, I mean, she has been in the Supreme Court for you know, many decades now. Um, she was responsible for a lot of the major events that occurred when it came to Congress and law. And, you know, she's been struggling with her health for the longest time. I mean, I'm sure that you guys know that, uh, you know, she was sick a few months ago, but she was able to recover. But I guess, you know, over time she started to get really sick again and her body was starting to weaken. And unfortunately she had, passed away just a few days ago. And uh, we want to give major condolences to all of her colleagues and her family uh, for this unfortunate loss. Yeah. I mean, the the one thing I would definitely say is that, and here's the
0: thing, I have a lot of appreciation for the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, Uh, whether you agree or disagree with the work that they do. uh, um, Ruth Ginsburg was a, a huge part of that for a lot of women's rights in that mm-hmm. regard, whether it came to healthcare, whether it came to uh, their establishment in society and things like that. And just think, uh, you know, what they've lost here is a, a huge, um, you know, a huge piece of legacy here for, uh, you know, the the law of, in society and, and things like that. And so, um, I mean, obviously, it's now going to be a more worrying situation, I think, for many people on the liberal side of politics, but we'll get that to, into that into the election. But uh, we wanted to just kind of pause and pay tribute to uh, what we think has probably been one of the most significant... Significant figures in uh, U.S. justice for a very long time. And uh, so to the point where she's actually become her own kind of like, uh, you know, pretty much a cult figure in uh, in, in, in uh, on, online and uh, in various other so ways. Also had a movie also de- dedicated to her as well. So, uh, yeah, RPG. so uh, I, I don't watched the movie yet. I think it's uh, definitely now on my list for uh, definite viewing. So I think uh, and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, she came in at probably the most significant part of the United States uh, women's rights movement at the time in the 60s. So, mm-hmm. it's just it's uh, it's Yeah, uh, and and
1: also she was responsible for allowing um, you know, the you know, the military to include women, uh, you know, especially in some states because, you know, back then, you know, only men were allowed to fight. So, You know, she was also majorly responsible for that as well. I mean, she's always been a major advocate for women's rights. And also, I think she
0: also did things with gay rights as well, which uh, I think uh, obviously there's been uh, things in that going along. And obviously it's it's, uh, come to progress into where we are today in regards to that. But uh, obviously the main thing is obviously women's rights and uh, also uh, abortion rights as well has also been a big thing. And here's the thing about this. You know, um, I actually people might be very surprised by this, but I actually do consider myself pro-life. You mm-hmm. so, so but here's the thing about this. Like, I think the way that the pro, in regards to the way that I'm pro-life, I think it's more kind of like let's get to the point. I think the problem with a lot of uh, the pro-life movement is is that they want to do pro, they want to like solve this problem at the uh, at, at the end stage rather than the beginning stage. In regards to that, I've always been saying that you know I think we should be looking at uh, comprehensive sex education. I think we should be looking at uh, family planning. I think we should be looking at uh, we should be looking at basically getting uh, away from un- you know the m- amounts of unwanted pregnancies that we have, uh, not just in the United States but in the United Kingdom as well. And so in that regard, I think uh, limiting the number of abortions I think would be that's kind of how I, I see things. But uh, you know unfortunately there are people who are not do not also have that luxury. And uh, uh, Ruth Ginsburg has. Uh, been a defender of uh, abortion rights in, uh, and also to the pro-choice uh, movements in uh, in the United States and uh, obviously you know around the world too, and so um, for that I have some admiration for her in that regard. So, but mm-hmm. so, so I can't really say that I have a bad word to say against her, but uh, to the point where even, uh, you know, um, do you notice that, to I mean, we'll get into the election stuff uh, in a minute, but uh, this not only did it shock the many people on, uh, you know, the Democrat side, the liberal side, but uh, a lot of people, a lot of conservatives were also very shocked by the news as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. So. I mean, I mean, as you guys know, um, like, when it comes to the respect that she was able to gain from even the most strictly conservative politicians, they were like, okay, maybe I don't agree with everything that she's saying or doing, but at least I can respect her for doing it because I mean, you have to understand that, you know, not only was she fighting for uh, women's rights and for gay rights and um, for a lot of other things, which, you know, I I guess it depends on who, but, you know, they tend to not agree with it, which is unfortunate because, you know, everybody deserves to have rights. I mean, women, people from the LGBT community uh, and such. So, and they were like, okay, I mean, I may not agree with, um, what you're trying to fight for, but, you know, you're actually committed to it. And I respect that. So, you know, I'd, you know, so she was able to win, for, you know, for people that, you know, kind of disagreed with what she was doing. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: anyway, we wanted to take a couple of minutes to uh, pay tribute to her. Our thoughts and prayers go out with her family as well. And uh, to all her also all her supporters as well who uh, paid visits to her at the Supreme Court building only a couple of days ago. So uh, there was obviously that mm-hmm. too. And uh, also, you know, just to say that uh, she pretty much went out on a high note because she officiated a wedding before obviously she passed away.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, uh, you know, according to uh, some posts that I saw from people who are celebrating Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, apparently people who have passed away on Rosh Hashanah are deemed on the highest regard. So, yeah. So for any of you Jewish people out there, I guess uh, Ruth Ginsburg is one of those uh, high regarded people who... Uh, have passed away during the Jewish New Year. So, Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, a happy Rosh Hashanah for our Jewish listeners uh, as we're celebrating the year 5871. Um, Indeed. Okay,
0: so we'll get back into the show. You're all listening to Aaron and Patricia. Coming up, uh, we got some Election 2020 news, and uh, also uh, we've got uh, some um, very disgraceful news that's coming out of a nice detention center. We'll tell you all about that. Super Mario movie is finally getting some news. Unbelievable. Um, there's a rumor going on that Tom Holland is going to play a significant Nintendo character. Uh, Nintendo is going to be discontinuing the 3DS. We'll tell you all about the, why that might be the case. The Croods 2 has moved release date. We'll tell you when. And is Ren and Stimpy pretty much cancelled? Before it's even began on Comedy Central Uh, Continuing on our story uh, From a couple of episodes ago Uh, Also we're going to tell you about a documentary For the Earthbound series We're also going to tell you about how Adult Swim turned down A series based on Rick Moranis And also uh, the Raymond Creator has decided to uh, Go and work on a particular thing That's not on video games But uh, might actually be quite an uplifting uh, And finally for this show You're listening to Aaron and Patricia On the 20th of September of 2020 all right, Patricia, so shall we get into the election
1: news? Yes, let's do it.
0: Okay, so uh, Trump's pretty much going to look like he's going to get his way at this point. Um, TikTok, uh, according to today, apparently is supposed to be going dark. Uh, come, mm-hmm. So basically, it's going to be kind of like a flappy bird situation. So uh, if you've got it on your on your device, then you can still use it. But in regards to like downloading it, then you're not going to be able to do that anymore.
1: Yeah. And I know the excuse that um, he's been saying is like, you know, oh, you know, this is from a Chinese company and, you know, we don't want to, you know, support anything like that because of what the the government's been doing or something like that. But in reality, if you guys have been listening to our podcast for the past couple of months, you guys know that uh, the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma rally that he hosted a few months ago had a very 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 low turnout mostly because people on TikTok decided to buy uh the rally tickets and saving up seats so that nobody can be able to buy and reserve the seats. But here's the so, thing about
0: this: like he said, that millions of people turned up, yet uh, none of them turned up for like the, the second rally, and he had to cancel that. You know, outside the right. stadium. So you know, in regards to TikTok, obviously they sabotage like the indoor bit in that regard. But uh, if there were millions of people wanting to go see him in Tulsa, or Oklahoma, this was going to be like the very first time he was going to basically do an appearance after the after uh, you know during coronavirus and during the pandemic. Then you would have thought they would have all stood outside and watched him. When do you think? Yeah, uh, but they did yeah. they didn't turn up. So, nope. and by the way, uh, he's uh, still doing like low turnout rallies at the moment. So nope. I think. Uh, I think the last one was the last one that he did in uh, North Carolina. I think that's a state that he desperately needs to win, and like only like a couple of hundred people turned up again. Yep. Yeah, that's true. He's just, like, you would think that in an airport you would be able to get people through, wouldn't you? Like, and also, it's a, it's a private airport as well. So, like, uh, yeah, I get, like, there's, maybe there's probably, like, uh, security arrangements that they all have to go through. Maybe they also have to go, it's probably too expensive to go through the screening because, you know, the Trump administration now is, at, uh, sorry, the Trump campaign, I should say, is now out of money. So it's, um, maybe it's at the point where they can't hold big rallies anymore because these don't have the financial muscle to do it. But uh, at the same time, like, these these turnouts are pitiful. <laughs> they're, they're, they're really yeah
1: and, and, and a lot of people are saying oh you know the coronavirus nobody wants to capture it but no that's not the case at all
0: no it's not but uh, i mean in regards to like uh, the tiktok and also wechat also is going to get banned today as well um but apparently there is still a lifeline that uh, president trump is uh, going to give out and that is that if the oracle deal for it goes through so uh, if uh, if that happens, then obviously you know that that's a game changer apparently for him. But uh, I mean, in regards to that, I mean, um, I mean, obviously we can talk about why he's banning it. Obviously, we can say he's down to that Tulsa rally. But I mean, here's the thing about this, um, yeah, Patricia. Uh, you know the angry video game nerd. Uh, what's he been flogging recently on his videos?
1: Um. Hmm, I, I've actually haven't been seen. Uh, the, the most recent video that I saw that he posted was um, him playing Black Sabbath music for um, his channel and also that, you know, how he was going to recut Kill Bill into one movie.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. But mind you, I think he's actually grown aware that uh, not everyone will be able to access his videos. So what's he been doing in order to get people to access his vi- his content? Oh, what's that? Flogging ExpressVPN, hashtag non sponsored.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. He has been. Over the past. How, how long has it been? Like almost a year? Yeah. So well, I- a lot of his, a lot of his videos have been sponsored by ExpressVPN, which I, I guess, you know, that makes a lot of sense considering that, you know, for reasons like this in which like, Hey, you know, there's going to be some websites that are not going to have the content that you're looking for, or there's going to be some, uh, websites or even apps that are going to be banned in your country. So yeah, that, that does, yeah that, so exactly is, so
0: anyone that. with express VP, anyone with like Nord VPN or Express VPN or like any other VPN for that matter on their phone if they just switch their VPN on and they t- point it at a country where TikTok is available they'll still be able to access this service mm-hmm. so for a lot of people who already have Express VP, who have already have like VPNs already you know for them it's not going to make much of a difference all they have to do is basically turn the VPN on and they can just go nuts.
1: Yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess Trump didn't think that through. Maybe not. So, so um, or, or maybe he doesn't even or maybe he doesn't even know about. He's, probably, he's, too, he's
0: he's a seventy year old man going on eighty. Like you know, like what does he know about VPNs and iPhones and everything like that? About you, like all the well, tweets mean, that he obviously,
1: does. obviously, you know, he uses it for Twitter.
0: Well, here's the thing about this. Apparently, the I've heard that he actually gets people to tweet for him. He doesn't actually tweet himself. From what I mean. so okay. he like he reads he he tells the, his uh who his advisor basically what he wants to tweet and he tweets it out for him. That, oh that, wow! That, that's, that's, know, I don't know, that, know that, I mean, if that's you know, true this, or not. That's what I've heard. You know, so
1: you know what that would be really interesting. I mean, like. I would be really, really intrigued for the advisor who does his tweets, if that is true, on what are the stuff that he tells him to say so that he can be able to tweet it out, and how does he personally feel about being the one to write it all? Okay, like, so I'm that's, actually that's curious. Like, well,
0: that's like book 150 out of this, this administration now. Well, there's like the one from John Bolton. There's the one from uh, uh, Bob Woodward. There's, the, uh, there's all the other books that have come out as well. Fire and Fury, you if get- you remember...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the one from and the one from his niece, Mary Trump.
0: Yeah, yeah. the one from his niece, Mary Trump, as well. And now the guy who does his tweeting on his iPhone is now probably gonna, that's going to be the next book.
1: <laughs> oh, don't be surprised man. if that happens, because uh, yeah, don't uh, be
0: surprised if that happens. Because
1: here's the thing: if and I'm and I'm using this as like the biggest thing. If you know, Trump does not win the election. I mean, he even tweeted this the other day, saying like. If I don't win this election, then, you know, I'm done. You know, most likely you'll never see me again. And I would be not surprised if journalists and news reporters would go up to the people who are a part of this administration and, like, what was it like working for this guy? And I'm sure they would spill their guts out.
0: You know what? Actually, actually that's reminded me of something. Joe, uh, Joe Biden actually released uh, probably, like, uh, the, probably the world's shortest campaign ad on his uh, Twitter channel. Do you want me to play... Do we play it and uh, show yeah, everybody? Okay. It wasn't part of the show, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what he has to say about this. If I lose to him, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I will never speak to you again.
1: You'll never see me again.
0: I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> Uh, you know what if I lose to him I don't know what I'm gonna do I will never speak to you again you'll never see me again I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message (laughs) (laughs) okay okay
0: (laughs) it's amazing what you can accomplish in 10 seconds
1: that was great it it kind of reminds me of like e3 1999 in which like you know the nintendo 64 and the sega saturn were like you know uh posting up like oh you know we're gonna um you know have like these you know the -the state-of-the-art graphics and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and and then the, the playstation uh expo was going on in e3 and the the guy just came up onto the stage and said $2.99 299 dollars 99 and then he just left.
0: Yeah. And
1: then <laughs> everybody was cheering because, and the, I think what was it like the Sega Saturn was like crazy expensive or yeah. something like that. And uh, the Super Nintendo wasn't even out yet. I mean, not the Super it's Nintendo, the Nintendo 64. 64. Yeah, the Nintendo 64 wasn't even out yet. So it's like, yeah, all you need is just a few seconds to leave a major impact and you will be in the minds of a lot of people. This, 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 I think this is
0: probably Joe Biden's most popular tweet. I think it's like it's been liked like about uh, four hundred and forty nine thousand times.
1: Oh um, wow! And
0: uh, yeah, it's still growing too. It just flips as I as I put my finger over it. But uh, also, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like uh, it, 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 it isn't isn't that kind of Joe Biden's campaign in a nutshell? He's just going to let Donald Trump hang himself.
1: Like you know, he's just I mean, gonna... were, what have we been saying over the past few months, Aaron?
0: Yeah, like he's pretty much he's pretty much there. Like, imagine Joe Biden. He's kind of like sitting there on the porch with like uh, you know uh, uh, on a on a rocking chair with a glass of lemonade and he's just enjoying the sun with his sunglasses on. And he's just watching out onto the uh, onto the onto the uh, the porch and uh, he's watching on to, you know the Trump campaign and like uh, J- Donald Trump's there just uh, he's like saying, "Oh hey, Trump, uh, what you doing over there? <laughs> I'm building a scaffold to." Uh... <laughs> But my campaign is like, oh, okay, Joe, just uh, keep doing that, you know. <laughs> I'll keep drinking on my lemonade. <laughs> oh, man, it's just, it's, isn't that, that campaign video in 10 seconds, isn't that kind of like the, the presidential campaign in a nutshell? This oh, point? yeah. It is. At this point. Anyway, we've got completely off our topic, which is uh, um, when we need to tell people about this as well, because not only are we looking at the possibility of you know, TikTok and WeChat basically vanishing off the uh, off the United States Apple service. But uh, we're possibly looking at the possibility that um, Fortnite and League of Legends and Epic Studios themselves could also land in hot water because they're partly owned by Chinese firms.
1: Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you basically, uh, you know, for people who are posting content online, now they're getting to the gamers. And I'm sure that, you know, it's kind of funny because... Um, A few years ago when I was um, at a convention and there was this guy who um, was saying, you know, man, I'm not going to be voting for anybody, you know, in in the election. It's like, you know, "I, I don't even like anybody. And I must have met him in like a game room or something where we were just like playing Super Smash Brothers. And I'm sure that that guy regrets it now, considering that now they're going after the gamers. So... Yeah, it's like oh, guess what? Here's
0: out. the thing about this. You know what the left were all laughing at uh, in regards to the Biden campaign? Do you Remember when he uh, released all those yard signs for Animal Crossing? Like you know, and uh, now Donald Trump's about to like piss off the gaming community. Like it doesn't seem like such a bad thing to do now, does it? When you really yeah. think about it, you know, like yeah, uh, uh, you know I mean, and some of those well. Like you know, those yard signs. Like everyone's like, oh well, you know, like uh, that, it's like uh, hello kids. You know, like uh, the you know, like they they're just kind of like. Trying to um, engage with that poorly with that community, but here's the thing about this: I guarantee you, like uh, one of the staff interns there, I guess in the Biden campaign, just kind of learning the trade at that point. probably was on his lunch break, playing his Nintendo Switch in Animal Crossing, and saying, "Oh, hey, what if I made some signs, you know, for Animal Crossing?" And that was his like his little pet project so, like you know, so he gets his grades, you know. I I don't. I don't
1: know. You're right because Joe Biden was playing despacito during one of his. um, Oh. oh, That was so awful. It was, by the way. And, uh, he, he is trying way too hard to be cool. I wouldn't. Ex- I mean, I would be surprised if he were just like to, you know, wear like a hat, um, you know, behind, you know, like a cap behind him, his head, and you know, he would just like carry a skateboard and be like, "How do you do, fellow kids?" Yeah. It's um, just,
0: it's, well, it's, it's it's even worse than the. He's you know, trying to like the Latino community. What is he gonna? He's gonna sound like in a sombrero and poncho now and just start like dancing with maracas. No,
1: no, 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 no. I, that's that's Trump when he was celebrating Cinco de Mayo and holding a bunch of tacos.
0: Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Well, like. Uh, Well, no, I'm just saying that's something, you would think that was something that, uh, the way that Joe Biden carries himself, you think, uh, I really hope no one talks him into doing that, you know, Especially since it's Hispanic Heritage Month. Exactly, yeah, so, like, you know, this is the thing that, we don't want Joe Biden, in regards to this, in regards to if you want to beat Trump, like, no one, Joe, no one's expecting you to be cool, they just want you to be reliable, if you could even do that. You know, like, uh, that's basically what's going to win Joe Biden the presidency in regards to that. It's like, oh, hey, you know, you know that chaos president that you elected four years ago? Well, here's the chaos, and you all don't like it. Here I am. I'm just, you know. Plain old Joe who uh, does a good job, and um, you know, supposedly, if you just ignore all my skeletons in the closet, you know, like uh, if he can just sit there and just look presidential, you know, and like look like he's going to do something like uh, to, you know, c- clean up all the chaos that uh, Trump has created, then he's a sh- he's pretty much a shoo-in at this point. But he's obviously throwing it away with all these stunts, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, you know, a- going back, it's, to, it's, going back um... to the point I was about to make, which is about. Um, in regards to Fortnite, in regards to League of Legends, like TikTok is already 20% of the electorate, you know, for young people in, in regards to that. And guess what? And we're going to talk about this pretty soon. Early voting has begun, and a lot of young people are turning up in regards to the polls. Yes. And, and so, you know, to put that on top of all the, uh, the gaming community who, let uh, you know, let's, let's face it, you know, a couple of years ago probably would have been solid for Trump at one point. And but now sure. I'm gonna look at probably look at all the chaos that's been created and say, you know what, maybe that Joe Biden fella who I didn't this who I disliked growing up probably isn't all that bad compared to the uh, you know the orange faced psychopath that's currently in the White House. You know Yeah,
1: like... and and yeah, here's the thing. Like I went to my school's voters registration um event and the reason why was because I was capturing footage for my magazine writing class and I was gonna do a report on it and over 60 students showed up to register to vote. So that, and they were talking about the importance of us voting this particular year of 2020, more so than any other year that they can remember in which like, oh, you know, it's important to vote for this person. I mean, granted, you know, a lot of them are like 18 to 22. So, you know, um, they weren't even alive when Clinton was president and they were born when George W. Bush was president. So they, 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 I mean, when they grew up, they remembered the Obama years. So when they saw that this was happening, that, you know, Trump has basically turned a country into a dumpster fire. They were like, man, voting is important. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, um, you know, sign, you know, take a few minutes of my time, sign this form, and go out there and vote this coming election year. I, I mean, especially with everything—I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I think I even mentioned this before. The school that I go to mostly consists of African Americans— and with everything that has been going on lately with, you know, the, with all the murderings that have been ha- happening with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and many others that, you know, unfortunately, which is unfortunate, and just absolutely sickening. And of course, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, they are going to go out and vote because they know that their vote will make a difference, especially with them trying to fight against racism and police brutality,
0: yeah, but it's not just that. It's like, it's uh, it's going to be, you know, we, we, I think in regards to like all the young people who are going to go out to vote. I mean, there's obviously the usual suspects. I mean, obviously, there's the people we know who are going to be very engaged in politics, very intellectual. And uh, those people are definitely going to go out to vote. But, you know, at this point, like uh, Trump seems to be doing everything he possibly can to probably get non-voters to come out to vote for Biden.
1: Like, it I mean, just... that, I mean he, yeah, everything that he's been saying has gotten at least a particular group of people either really really upset, offended or both. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to ban this thing or oh, I'm going to sign this dec- uh, you know this um this law stating you have to do this thing. It's like you, you know, what this i mean nobody wants this and if you you think that they do but no they don't they don't want to you know have to go through patriotic education class which you know oh my god oh yeah we actually
0: didn't we we actually didn't put that in the uh in that yeah when i heard that and here's the thing about this like uh, uh i mean i kind of really didn't want to talk too much about it because we really don't know what it's going to be it's going to entail yet really it's just kind of like oh it's uh it's an idea that trump's got it's like oh okay then you know like uh well good luck we're talking you- about
1: in the hamilton podcast in which when i was saying to to you it's like oh aaron uh you, i hope that you weren't offended with the betrayal of uh you know king george the third is like no i wasn't because you know the the, the um, you know our schools were taught about like how you know great britain was like the, the greatest country in the world and all that kind of stuff i'm i'm afraid that that's going to be the same thing with like you know, for us in America, it's like we're going to be taught that America is the greatest country in the world and everything else is, you know, according to what Trump says. It's going to, you know, like country, you know, continents like Africa and, you know, other, you know, unfortunate, um, you know, third world countries are what, what What was it? Shitholes.
0: Yeah. But so here's the thing about this. Like, uh, I mean, who do you think is probably like out of everyone who's uh, currently uh, in regards to salaries right now? Who do you think is probably get, taking it the worst at the most? In, 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 regards, in regards to the public, in regards to public school, in regards to public, uh, you know... Uh, the minorities,
1: things. of course. Well, no,
0: no, no I'm, I'm talking about, like, in what particular sector, do you think? And I'll tell you what, a lot of teachers are trying to quit their jobs because they just don't think it's worth it no more, you know? And so, oh. so if anything, like, uh, imagine uh, being told, oh, hey, you've got to, um, you know, uh, amplify this propaganda to... Um, You know, make sure that, uh, you know, uh, the the president's happy, and you're on a very low wage, you can barely make things meet, and uh, do you think there's going to be even, I guarantee you, I think there actually will be a rebellion against uh, this type of teaching, I think, because, I mean, like, uh, they're basically teaching a lie. And uh, so it's, uh, at the end of the day, there are some things that are going on in America which uh, really need addressing at this point. And uh, and, and do you really think that teachers are going to be enthusiastic to, uh, you know, put, you know, teach in front of their kids whatever, you know, the, you know, where this patriotic education is going to be? Like, uh, I kind of compare it to, uh, here's the thing about this, a lot of people are going to be comparing it to, uh, quote-unquote, the Hitler Youth. Now, uh, here's the thing about this. I mean, we don't even know what this entails yet. So in regards to whether you can compare it or uh, or not, I'll have to walk on that. But, uh, I mean, the one thing I'll definitely say is that, uh, I mean, in regards to what it potentially could end up looking like, I mean, if they end up in a situation where... I mean, what they're doing in North Korea at the moment, where basically they say, oh, hey, this is the greatest place in the world, everywhere else sucks, and you don't want to be in other places because, you know, it's uh, th- there's just like you know people are eating snow and, like, uh, you, know, uh, you know, all sorts of other stuff. You know, if they, if they end up in that type of uh, situation in regards to education, I mean, one, I think there'll be a backlash from it, from uh, teachers and, I think, from teaching unions and things like that. I think there will be a massive fight over it. And uh, two, I don't think there'll be the uh, enthusiasm to teach it. I
1: don't think. And and here's the thing, like, um, you know, all of this propaganda about like, oh, you know, America this, and, you know, uh, we need to stay away from the USSR and communism and all that kind of stuff. You know, this is something that you hear like in the 40s and
0: 50s. Yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, in regards to what they're going to teach, I mean, I'd just be very intrigued to see what it actually looks like, and uh, whether it's even going to happen, because for all we know, you know, Biden can win the presidency, and uh, he'll just put a if he's put a massive you know, handbrake on it all. So, yeah. well, we, we don't know yet. So, I mean, like, uh, Trump's going to make all these goofy promises, and uh, whether some of them will come into fruition, and all, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't even know, here's the thing about this, with the President of the United States right now, every time he opens his mouth, we don't know if it's truth, and we don't know if it's lies.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's we are, most and, and, and most likely they're lies to yeah. <laughs> try to lure in the voters saying, vote for me, you know, 2021 is going to be the best year ever because I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to, uh, you know, ban this. I'm going to, um, you know, approve of this or whatever. It's like th- he's he's being really desperate. Mm-hmm. So um, this is going to move
0: us away from uh, what I thought was going to be our segue, but uh, obviously I'll move us back into it. Um, early voting's begun. In the election, and uh, this is before the debates as well, and uh, so I mean, in regards to people coming out and obviously being early to vote, I mean, obviously that's um, obviously very encouraging. That uh, quite a few people now are already starting to do this, and uh, obviously they're now starting putting their mail-in ballots into these. Uh, you know these uh, these boxes that they got scattered around the place, and uh, they'll be collected up. And uh, though in regards to whether we're actually going to see a winner or not, I mean, obviously we'll have that debate another time. But uh, there is something kind of dark that's currently going on here. So there was a situation where there was early voting. I think it was. Uh, I'm not entirely sure where it was, but a video has emerged of Trump supporters blocking the entrance of one of the uh, places to do early voting. Wait.
1: That's that's illegal, by the way. Oh yeah, it is illegal.
0: That. So uh, what happened was the uh, uh, some election officials came over, moved them all aside, and then just moved them onto the street, and then they had their little protest there and everything like that. But here's the thing about this, uh, babe. Um, doesn't this strike as desperation to you? Of course. It's like uh, I think they know they're losing.
1: Yeah, and and they will pull every single task to prevent people from voting. I mean, they'll close. You know uh, they'll call. Co- they'll close the polls really early. You know where people are just standing outside for hours upon hours. They'll prevent people from going inside and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, they they know that they're desperate. They know that the the you know the, the, that Trump's uh, popularity votes are are going lower and lower with everything that he does and everything that he says. And you know they're going to do everything that they can to make sure that he wins uh, another four years. And if they're if it's going to be legal, who cares? At least he'll win.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, here's the thing about this: like, uh, it's it, it's pretty it's pretty desperate stuff, to be honest with you. And on top of that, like this one polling station as well. Like, uh, not to say, like, why this one specifically in particular, I have no idea, when there's, like, hundreds of others scattered across the state, and probably, you know, thousands of others uh, scattered across the country. So, like, um, in regards to, like, blocking one thing, I mean, first of all, it's stupid, because, obviously, it's not going to stop everybody from voting. And, uh, two, it's also going to probably disenfranchise, you know, uh, Trump supporters, who probably would have voted for Trump, but probably now look at it and think, you know what, I'm probably not either going to vote at all, or maybe I even might switch to Biden. Because of what mm-hmm. I I'd agree with everything that I'm doing, so they, this is a massive own goal for them in regards to doing this. And uh, you know, now you can definitely say that um, all the uh, Biden supporters that say, "Oh, hey, the Republican Party is anti-democratic and uh, it uh, doesn't want to play by the rules." I mean, uh, they can they can go with that line now because uh, the the these these MAGA morons have now given them all the ammunition to go with, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, there, so that was an incident that took place, and uh, that was all cleared up. And uh, if you are early voting, go out and vote. And uh, yeah. if you are, if you've got a mail-in ballot, or if you are going to fill in a form right now, do it as, as soon as possible because uh, the earlier, the better. And because uh, if you want, you've if obviously if, uh, you want to, um, you know, get, get a definite result, uh, you know, from uh, you know the the early people come in and vote. I mean, um, this is something that's obviously been a bit of a concern for people recently, and that is how long is it going to take to count the ballots? And so, because we might be, I mean, here's the thing about this, I mean, you and I, Patricia, are still deciding whether we're actually going to have a, a live stream on that night or not, because we don't even know if on that evening we're actually even going to know what the real result of the election is. It could be days, it could be weeks. Exactly. So, and so, I mean, we were talking about on Axios, on HBO, about this uh, so-called red mirage, so it may look like that at the very beginning. Donald Trump might look like he's probably won by a landslide, but then as the uh, mail-in ballots come in, all these states start turning blue, and then all of a sudden, it's uh, you know, uh, while Trump's declaring victory, all of a sudden it's just being sw- swept away from him, and then that could potentially lead to a pretty dangerous situation. If, yeah. Uh, if I- the Trump supporters decide that, oh hey, they've uh, the uh, you know the so-called deep state has stolen the election from us.
1: Yeah, it's and you and it also um it it will be like uh you know how the the Al Gore slash George W. Bush election was, in which like the votes were so close in which people didn't know who won until days later. And then there were, like, um, I think there was, like, even a robot chicken skit in which, like, there were, like, hilarious bloopers. And they were like, oh, um, you know, by a landslide, Al Gore won the presidential election. And, you know, everybody, and the, the vote and the, the the news reporters were like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And then they were like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that, did, that didn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in regards to um, you know the actual polling day itself, I just urge everybody go out and vote, get your mailing ballot in as soon as possible, and uh, then we'll get to election day, and we'll see how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and all the couple of days it does take to count the votes, we'll see. Um, anyway, to let everybody know, uh, coming up next week, uh, we actually do have a special live stream coming up, and uh, that is uh, that uh, we're actually going to see a WWE wrestling match between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yes. So, how's that going yeah, to <laughs> happen? We're going to let you know sooner, so, so, as soon as possible. So.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's kind of funny because you know this is in honor of the upcoming debates, and you're thinking like, oh, they're just going to talk it out. It's like, no, we're we're going to see them wrestle. It's mm-hmm. like, huh? Like you know, I thought that you know, with the coronavirus, it's like, um, you know, uh, everything's been, you know, sports have been put on hold uh, for some things, and it's like, oh no, 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 we 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 found a way. Mm-hmm. We find a way to find it, and it's a it's a special pay per view that you will all be invited to.
0: <laughs> do you? Uh, I don't actually heard about this, uh, Patricia. Did you, Joe Rogan actually offer to uh, moderate one of the debates? Or like do? A podcast? I, I heard
1: about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what? I actually would like to see that. To be honest hmm. with you. So I mean, like, yeah, get him in for four hours. Uh, get him have this debate, because I guarantee you, I think Joe Rogan's going to give far more down to earth questions. I think to Joe Biden than Donald Trump. than I think that any of the moder- you know, any of the debate moderators are going to do.
1: Yeah, I think there was even, like, wasn't there, like, talks that he wanted to invite them to their to his podcast or something?
0: Yeah, he is. So that's what the, that would be the idea. So Donald Trump's already said on Twitter that he would do it. And uh, then, so, um, we're still waiting for Biden to see if like, he would uh, agree to do Joe Rogan or not. We're not too sure like uh, here's the thing about this like um, the, the, the the Biden team are really careful not to allow Joe Biden to ask too many questions which is a bit concerning for me really because I was going in saying oh yeah you know Joe, Joe Biden's got the debates in the bag you know he'll easily out debate Donald Trump which now is kind of like well if that's the case, why is the Biden team really giving limited time for Joe Biden to do interviews? At the moment, now you could argue it's because of shielding. You could argue because it's the coronavirus and they don't want to expose them to too many people, which you know is a, it, I don't know, is a, is a, I would say it's a bit of a weak argument to be quite honest with you. Which, uh, but at the same time, I can understand the seriousness of the pandemic. But at the same time, I mean, you couldn't do this over like you know, you can do this over Skype, or you couldn't do this over like you know, uh, you know, a video call or something like that. Like uh, you couldn't get me to do interviews, which aren't you know for like uh, from from anchors on MSNBC. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I just think that uh, they really need to um, not just have him, you know, they're just kind of like doing speeches and uh, not being, be, be kinda like, it's kind of like being one way uh, communication. Because it just kind of sounds like, oh, well, you just don't want to be criticized. And I think that's a big problem with Joe Biden at the minute. I think in regards to that. I think if you're going to get him ready for the debate, you've got to get put some tough questions in front of him. Because I guarantee you, uh, Donald Trump, even though he's probably a very useless debater, he is uh, he he is good with those one-liners and a good one of those uh, you know with those uh, you know really awkward question you know awkward questions that he throws in. So uh, unless you're going to give Joe Biden somewhat exposure to that, or if you're going to be doing some debate prep with him in regards to what you expect with Joe, yeah, here's the thing about this: I'm really worried that in the debates, Joe Biden might come in and just know what he's going to expect, and then John- Trump's going to throw like a massive curveball at him, and then he'd be all over the place. Mm. You know, like uh, that's my biggest concern about this. I think they really need to have Joe Biden be very careful with how he's going to do deal-, deal with Trump in that regard, and uh, I-, I still think he can win the debates. You know. Um, no, no, no doubt about that. I'm still not saying that. Uh, I'm having any, you know, too many doubts about it, but uh, I'm just a bit concerned about the fact that uh, he's not really been exposed to much tough questioning recently. And you would have thought of some guy who's going to be going in confidently to uh, debate Donald Trump and win. Like, uh, it's, um, I don't know, like, uh, the, the prerequisites uh, are leaving me a bit concerned at the moment. Yeah, I-,
1: I can see that. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, we will keep you posted on more election stuff as we go along, but we have uh, more stuff to cover. Um, uh, this new news new story, I, I can't actually believe is real, to be quite honest with you. This is a whistleblower who uh, was working in a nice detention center, and she has made the accusation that uh, there were unnecessary hysterectomies being performed on uh, detainees there, uh, of uh, many spanish women i believe uh, hispanic women i should say and uh, so um the according to an update on the Associated Press, they say that uh, more migrant women have come forward and alleged that they have not agreed to go through surgical procedures. But Associated Press also said that uh, the review of the matter, d- d- quote unquote, did not find mass evidence of hysterectomies as alleged in the widely shared complaints filed by the nurses at the detention center. But regardless of that, I mean, women have come forward saying, why on earth do they have these procedures when they know there's nothing wrong? Yeah. So, it's led to all sorts of accusations of genocide, of like, you know, human rights abuses, and things like that. So, like, uh, I don't know, there, there's accusations currently going on about, really that the doctor there apparently was doing them because he was basically trying to get money out of the system. Which, obviously, I mean, that's just allegations at this point. We don't know if that turns out to be true or not. But regardless of this, if it's found out that these women have had hysterectomies for no good reason whatsoever, that's an absolute scandal, and an absolute atrocity.
1: Yeah. This is like Josef Mengele all over again in which like, you know, he would take, you know, interesting, uh, you know, people like twins and, you know, young people and he would, you know, do some really weird and, and sometimes deadly experiments on them in Auschwitz. Mm. We're getting into that kind of territory.
0: Yeah, just like, uh, and I know there's going to be people that are saying, "Oh, you're making Hitler, you're making Nazi comparisons." You know, like uh, that's uh, obviously we know that uh, Trump is not Hitler. We're not saying that. We're saying that uh, you know this type of uh, this type of behaviour is not normal and is actually quite disgusting. And so, like, uh, the fact that this has taken place, and, and this is taking place probably like, the worst place you could possibly put it, in an ICE facility. And uh, we know what the popularity of ICE is right now amongst, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter protesters and, uh, and the like. So, I mean, this, the fact that this has come out now is uh, very concerning, to say the least. Yeah. So um, apparently they said that the detainees at ICE facilities are "quote unquote" afforded uh, informed consent. A medical procedure like a hysterectomy would never be performed against the detainee's will. That's what they stated. In this, that's what uh, Rivera said in his statements in regards to the ICE facilities. So I mean, uh, we, we give, we'll give the balance there, but you know, like, uh, how do we know? I mean, this is this is a crazy story, and uh, the mm-hmm. fact that uh, there's women currently out there currently putting forward saying that they didn't give their consent to this. You know, no. it's just, this needs to be fully investigated, there needs to be someone, someone needs to come forward and say, you know, okay, we've we established a vaccine, this is what's happened here, because living in the darks so will leave all sorts of conspiracy theories flowing around.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, and here's the thing, like, you know, if all of this stuff is proven to be true, then, you know, I mean, ICE is already in a lot of hot water as it is with all the things that they've been doing, but... You know, again, uh, you know, I, I know, you know, we're we're con- we you know, people are going to be like, oh, you're comparing this to Hitler, but this is exactly what you know, uh, you know, this is this is exactly what happened in World War Two, in which like you know, um, Hitler's army would be going around and try to find the Jewish people and put them into concentration camps. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a similar situation in which like ICE is like saying, okay, we're going to. Um, you know, capture these people that we know are illegal aliens. And we're going to, you know, do all of these, you know, downright awful things to them. I mean, I mean, we already know about the fact that they've they been crowded in like these really small containments and that, you know, uh, you know, a lot of them don't even shower for days. And some of them even had to drink from the toilet so that they can get water and have, poor food and you know a lot of them have died from it and even you know children have disappeared out of nowhere but this is a different level like i didn't expect this to be coming out
0: well and some of that as well like apparently um detainees haven't been given like adequate uh, ppe equipment so obviously they're exposed to coronavirus possibly yeah so you've come too. out of, you've come out of a major surgery and also there's a possibility you could be sick to a, a to a coronavirus like you know, like that's a, that's a deadly place to be in. I'm sorry. Like uh, so, they need to they need to look at this and see what's happened here, because I mean they can't just leave this floating around. Because you know, all all, all every single rights group, you know, whether regardless of whether it's uh, you know um, immigration rights or whether it's uh, you know uh, Black Lives Matter rights, you know, f- f- uh, women's rights activists will get involved as well because obviously it's a women it's a women's issue. So like uh, this is going to leave a lot of angry people. Um, in this and so this needs to be thoroughly investigated and people need to figure out what the hell's happened here and uh, yeah, make exactly. sure that if it is true all this is happening. it never needs to, this needs to never happen again.
1: No. And the fact that this is happening in our very own country is absolutely disgusting.
0: Oh, it's just, it, it just flies in the face of like, us, you know, the United States of America right now, with all this going around, cannot lecture the world on human rights. At all. No. It's just, it, you're not with this going on at the moment, anyway. So, yeah, so thoroughly investigate it and see what the hell's happened, you know, in regards to that. So, um, okay, so anyway, let's let's move away from, uh, quite dark stuff. I mean, obviously I know it's a bit of an awful, awkward way to kind of, like, go through with it, but so, I'll tell you what, actually, let's, um, instead of just going straight into it, uh, Patricia, do you want to tell everybody what's going on in the Old School Lane podcast?
1: Sure. So, uh, last week I brought back from the dead, essentially, um, manic expression digression session, which is a weekly podcast that, um, Mark Nicholson, AKA big black hat man, uh, used to do back in 2012 to 2016. And due to his incredibly busy schedule, he wasn't able to, um, uh, you know, continue on with the podcast. And so it pretty much stayed dormant for four years. So as of last week, I brought it back and, I had Jim Bevan and Jashikins uh, over on the show, and we talked about various topics and we had new segments and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I'm going to be the host of the podcast from now on. And uh, for any of the Manic Expression members who are interested in joining in, then uh, just uh, PM me at manicexpression.com and just uh, let me know that you want to be um, coming into the show and you want to talk about all of these topics that we're covering. And uh, if you want to watch the first episode, Episode, then you can watch it on the Manic Expression YouTube channel, or uh, post. Or I posted it on my YouTube channel as like a, a little teaser of what I'm going to be doing from this point on. So go check it out.
0: Okay. Also, uh, I want to say a massive shout out to all the old schooling followers on Twitter. Thank you so much, everybody, for your birthday messages. Uh, for those of you who do not know, I turned thirty five this week.
1: So. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. uh, we want to give a major special birthday shout out to Aaron, and uh, we hope that you have many more birthdays to come.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so cool. Right, okay, I think we can now segue into uh, what we're going to talk about now. And uh, so um, we finally got a date for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, uh,
1: 2022, which. You know, here's the thing. Illumination... I I still am very skeptical about the fact that Nintendo chose Illumination out of all the animation studios that they could have done this movie. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, apparently, uh, according to a recent article, that this is just the first out of many Nintendo projects that they're going to be doing. It's like, oh, what else are they going to be doing? Because there's rumors going around that, uh, well, I mean, are we going to talk about in the show or not? Um, about the Zelda thing?
0: Uh, yeah, we are. Because we're going to talk about uh, it's, um, it's a particular actor that we mentioned at the beginning of the show might be oh, playing Oh, that's right, yeah. So we are going to talk about
1: that. So, yeah, there's that. And, you know, they're saying like, oh, we're going to do a whole bunch of others. It's like, okay, so maybe that... You know, very similar to um, when we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog on Search of the Crystal Skull about, like, you know, they're going to do a sequel to this. And it's like, yeah, I think that Nintendo's really going to take this seriously. It's like, hey, Sonic the Hedgehog, currently the highest grossing video game movie of all time. It's like, yeah, we need to step up.
0: Yeah, well, let's keep this in mind that uh, um, the Super Mario project, movie project was announced before, obviously, the Super Mario, so sorry, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie became a thing. So, yeah, but but, they,
1: but they've been taking their time because, as you guys know, Miyamoto is very, very, very particular about how this movie's going to turn out because he doesn't want what happened to the Super Mario Brothers movie all over again. But here's the he thing about want-
0: this, Patricia. I know you say you're concerned about Illumination Studios, but um, given the fact that, that Miyamoto's at the helm of all of this, don't you think every animator in that studio is going to be treading on eggshells? Yeah, uh, very much like like they can't they can't make this like sync. I mean, they, they, they just can't. Like, uh, so, not with... Uh, I guarantee you that Nintendo is going to be some massive... Not just some hand-holding, but I guarantee you they're going to be handcuffing themselves to Illumination Studios and dragging them to where they want to go. I guarantee it, you that. It,
1: yeah, and, and if the movie doesn't do very well, who's to blame? Miyamoto? Nintendo? Illumination? Well, here's the thing about this. Like, you know, we know
0: Miyamoto is a genius on video games, but this is going to probably be, like, the first time he's actually taken control of a movie.
1: Yeah, and, and, and you know, and here's the thing. Hironobu Sakaguchi, uh, you know, when he was doing the, the Final Fantasy games, genius, absolute genius. But then when he decided to do the Final Fantasy the Spirits Within, uh, yeah, that didn't exactly turn out very well. Exactly, and and, and exactly, even, yeah. like, in and, and Wing Commander, you know, that had the original creator as one of the, the screenplay writers, and that movie turned out to be a disaster as well. So it's like... You know, we have yet to see a case in which, like, even the people who are involved in the game, I mean, even uh, has not been able to craft a movie that was like, was not like, oh, that was a complete dumpster fire. Yeah, so, unfortunately, I mean, here's the thing about
0: this, like, uh, I mean, obviously there's plenty of ways this can go wrong, but there's plenty of ways this can go right as well. And uh, like, Nintendo, I don't think, at this point, is going to want to see this movie fail massively. So, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be involved, I think, outside of Illumination, who are going to basically be holding their feet to the fire and saying, okay, are we getting the, uh, the best quality out of uh, what you guys do? And uh, so, um, you know, who who knows what we're going to get out of this. And let's face it, I mean, I know another thing I would say about Illumination Studios as well, because one of the things they do is that uh, they can, they supposedly can, you know, innovate on the cheap, you know, in regards to like... Uh, the oh, yeah. Of, you know. Like,
1: uh, here's the thing. I mean, next to Blue Sky, they produce some of the most safest, cheapest movies that generate toward a massive audience. I mean, they don't push any boundaries. They don't you know tugging the heartstrings of their viewers they don't push any risk with serious content you know they're not pixar they're not like they're they're not cartoons um you know um what was it cartoon saloon they're they're just they just create these you know safe yet lucrative movies and, and that's what just makes me so irritated that You know, the same guys who about this, Patricia,
0: like, the fact that they do that, like, I mean, who who do you think, out of the partnership between uh, Nintendo and Illumination Studios, is going to hold all the creativity? If anything, uh, Illumination are probably just going to be the workhorse in all of this. And Nintendo is going to basically say, this is what you're going to do with it, and uh, this is how it's going to go down. You know, and like uh, maybe they hold all the cards, and how like uh, you know the script gets written, how the the characters evolve, and everything like that. You know, like I, I wouldn't be too surprised if a Nintendo was to the point where like uh, you know uh, they would basically say this is what how we believe the characters are supposed to be portrayed. We're gonna take that side of that things, and you guys just provide all the work on how you pre- how you basically do all the animation and stuff. You know? Yeah. And so like if, I mean, it's all that as well. Like uh, we know the designs of Mario. And everything like that. I highly doubt that uh, Illumination is going to all of a sudden change, like, the way that Mario looks or anything like that.
1: No, but they'll probably change the cast. Like, Illumination, very similar to, like, almost every single 3D animated studio. Uh, And, you know, uh, for for the most part. Or, you know, current animated studio. They always are going to use celebrities as their voice cast. I mean, like you know, with the exception of, like, you know, Charles Martinet as Super Mario, as, you know, Mario and Luigi and um, uh, Waluigi and Mario. I mean, for the most part, a lot of the voice actors are, you know, like you know people who work at nintendo like you know they're like uh or you know or even peach i guess peach is a you know she's a voice actress as well depending on you know which uh, current voice actress for peach but you know for for some of the um, the characters like maybe donkey kong or something like that like you know some of them you know depending on what time period that we're talking about a lot of them were like you know, people who are like the the, the the game producers. So it's like, you know, we're probably going to get like, you know, major, you know, celebrities as these characters. I mean, like it's like with Scoob uh, where Frank Welker did come back to play as Scooby, but he did not play as Fred they brought Will Forte as Fred and every single one of the voice actors that we've known for the past 20 years, like Matthew Lillard and Grey DeLisle, was not brought in to do the Scooby movie. They've had to bring in celebrities because, oh, you know, um, you know, all these voice actors, I mean, they don't really matter. It's like all, you know, what can put butts in seats and what can be able to generate all this money and and you know, how are we going to generate to a, um, an audience that doesn't even play video games. So I mean, you know that they're going to do that. You know that you know there are most likely. I mean, if Illumination is you know going to do this, they they will bring Charles for Mario and maybe Luigi, but for everybody else, it's going to be played by a celebrity. Well,
0: well, you're going to say you don't want to see uh, John Cena as Yoshi? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't.
0: Yeah, I, I but, don't
1: want to see John and, and Cena again, as yeah, Yoshi.
0: Yeah, but again, anyway, we're speculating at this point. We don't know who's going to play who, and we 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 kind of even we also we kind of speculating on how this movie is going to go down as well. Like, uh,
1: yeah, but I mean, come on, I mean, unless they you know unless Illumination is you know really really keen on being the most authentic as possible because Miyamoto says so, I mean, there's no way that we're going to see. Um, well, I mean, you know, people but, but such as
0: issues, but I mean, he he's the producer of the movie, like it's his way or the highway basically, in that regard. So, like, I highly doubt Elimination is going to do anything uh, without his say-so.
1: I'm sure they will but uh, you know they'll they'll probably put in like you know their creative liberties I mean whether Miyamoto actually knows about how illumination works or not that's to be you know debated but I don't know I I, I, I
0: highly doubt that I mean like imagine could you imagine Shigeru Miyamoto you know uh, being at Nintendo and uh, you know doing one of his game projects and uh, you know one of the one of the guys that do his own creative liberty and kind of go off script on one of his games can you imagine that happening?
1: Absolutely not. Yeah,
0: I doubt Elimination are going to go that far in anger Miyamoto. I really doubt it. So, like... Yeah. uh, Mind you, like, uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. We've got two years to go. The movie will come out. You know, we'll either uh, be looking two years back at this podcast and saying, oh, my God, how wrong were we in regards to that? Or, like, even... I I
1: want to be wrong. I would love... It if i was completely wrong like that would be amazing you know here's the thing like i have been wrong uh you know a couple of times about like oh you know this movie's gonna suck and you know i was generally surprised i mean i thought that um you know uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs was not gonna be a very good movie when i first saw the poster and i was like completely surprised by it and you know there, there have been a, a few cases in which like um i was like oh really they're making a movie like that like uh you know kung fu panda when i first saw the um, the posters like Wow, DreamWorks is running out of ideas. So yeah, I mean, I, I would love it if I was genuinely surprised. I would love it if Illumination Studios would do a movie that's not just okay. Well,
0: let's face it, baby. I mean, the the bar is the Super Mario movie of the 90s, which is not a very big bar to jump. So like yeah, uh, I mean, enough. so as far as I'm concerned, I mean if that's their aim to make something better than the or than, you know, the movie that Bob Coskin starred in, like, you know, like uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, I mean, all power to him. And uh, I'm pretty sure they'll produce something, and uh, who knows, we'll probably review it on the Search of the Crystal Skull, or we'll uh, probably maybe give it his own special casual chat on Old School Lane, I don't know.
1: Maybe, so, we'll have to wait and see.
0: We'll see. But that's two years in the, down the line, so we have no idea at this point.
1: But yeah, and, and if this movie flops, then the whole, you know, projects of like, oh, we're going to make a whole bunch of Nintendo properties, you can kiss that goodbye. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a uh,
0: good segue, by the way, because uh, there's a rumor going around that uh, a Link TV or movie might essentially be produced for Netflix. So um, we're not too sure if it's going to be a TV show. We don't know if it's going to either be uh, a movie at this point. We're not too sure uh, where which direction they're going to go on it. But However, apparently a rumor is going around that uh, Tom Holland has been approached for the role.
1: Wow. Uh, Here's the thing. Tom Holland was called in for young Nathan Drake in the Uncharted games, and that, that movie has been in developmental hell for almost 10 years. So... The fact that we're getting a possible Zelda movie or TV series—I mean, here's the thing: Do you remember, like, back in 2006, in which, like, you know, some guy posted like an April Fool's Day joke on, "Okay, this is going to be the live-action series, and um, you know, it's going to have a, 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 you know, Link and Zelda and Hyrule, and they're going to be going up against uh, an evil Ganon at the castle or something like that," and a lot of people thought it was real, and Nintendo said, "We will never, ever, ever do." Um, you know, a a Zelda movie or anything like that because we were just so scarred by the Mario Brothers movie. And so, you know, there was, like, talks about, like, oh, we're going to do a Zelda animated series now. But, you know, that never happened. So the fact that Nintendo was like, yeah, we're going to do one, and we're going to do it based off of Tom Holland, which it's not too surprising because Tom Holland is one of the hottest actors right now. I mean, everything that he's been in has become, you know, for the most part, a success with, like, um... You know what? You know, obviously, with his you know role as uh, Peter Parker slash Spider Man, but yeah, I mean, the fact that you know he's called in to be Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movies, and nothing of that has come out. It's like, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but if that were the case, I mean, like, you know, if there's going to be a Zelda movie or a Zelda TV series, which Zelda are they going to be focusing on?
0: Um, well, definitely not the one from the cartoon show.
1: <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, me, princess. princess. <laughs>
0: but no. actually, here's the thing about this like uh I mean w- when was the last time in like in a major Zelda game Zel- you know link himself actually talked um the CDI games uh well yeah they're definitely going to base it on that oh god I can't wait to bump
1: the dongos
0: but uh <laughs> I, I, I highly well,
1: you, you hold the crouched button and you can see me do the duck walk
0: cool, cool huh yeah huh? <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah here's the thing about it. I mean Tom Holland I mean I've not known him as like uh, I mean, he's very vocal in his um, you know when he was Spider-Man he, you know obviously he made a great Spider-Man I thought and uh, so oh yeah
1: and you know he's like been in children's hospitals and you know he's made appearances as um, you know Peter Parker slash Spider-Man so yeah, but yeah here's I the mean, thing like...
0: about this I mean like uh, the, the reason I bring that up is because he's very vocal in those roles in this he'd probably be a silent protagonist He, you know like yeah
1: uh, that's the thing it's like I know that here's the thing with breath of the wild which was the very first official nintendo game for the zelda for i mean for the zelda i meant the the, the fish, fish, first official nintendo game in the zelda franchise that had voice acting and the only one who didn't speak was link yeah
0: but uh, so i mean what you're gonna have like tom holland like mute like uh well like all the dialogue of the movie goes on around him
1: Pretty yeah much. that's I mean, I don't know. I mean, will they break the tradition? And it's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to make Link talk. But what if that's not a lot of people's interpretations of how Link is supposed to sound?
0: Well, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, I, it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know what? We're going to have, like, is this going to be like Tom and Jerry the movie all over again? Oh, like, you know, no. yeah, exactly, I know. So, I mean, like, uh, in regards to that, Um, I mean, if they do give Link some kind of character in Tom Holland... I mean, here's the thing about this as well. You know, do you think Tom Holland might end up in the trap of like... uh, You know in Jim Carrey movies, he plays Jim Carrey. Let's be honest with you. And in Dwayne Johnson movies, he plays Dwayne Johnson. And in Will Smith, he plays Will Smith. I mean, in a Tom Holland movie, does he just play Tom Holland?
1: I mean, when you would describe Tom Holland, who is he as like... Oh, I'm just Tom Holland. I mean, who is he like that? I mean, is he, is he like a um, like a regular? I bet, I bet you he's know... a very
0: fun-loving guy. Like you know, yeah. He's 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 like uh, he's he's um yeah. You know, when uh, the thing with some actors, I mean, like here's the thing. You know, I loved Dwayne Johnson. Don't get me the wrong thing. I loved him as The Rock. I loved him as uh, you know uh, in his various movies as well. Uh, Son Andreas, I thought was uh, quite fun, even though he didn't punch enough people for my liking. But uh, I mean, <laughs> <What>? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I, I always expect a lot of fighting going on with Dwayne Johnson movies. That's just kind of how I roll with uh, with Dwayne Johnson. But uh, I mean, uh, in regards to um you know, uh, the, the reason I say, like, oh, Tom Holland is going to play Tom Holland in a movie, um, it's uh, kind of like, you know, you expect some mo- actors who come into movie roles. I mean, obviously, they're not like Johnny Depp, who can just kind of like, you know, become the character, if you will, or Heath Ledger, like, becoming the Joker or anything like that. Like, uh, you know, when you see him on the screen, I mean, uh, the, the novelty of it is that, oh, hey, you're going to see a, a movie with this actor in it, and... Uh, so, um, and actually, that might be a thing that might go against uh, Tom Holland being, you know, Zel- you know, sorry, being Link in uh, in, in, in a Zelda movie. Because um, are we going to? I mean, if they end up picking picking a an actor who is more known for basically playing a particular, you know, a particular narrative in all of his movies, I mean, is that going to translate well to Zelda?
1: here's the thing like you know a a fun loving character like that that's not who link is i mean sure depending on which zelda game you're playing for the most part link is like your typical lazy boy who sleeps around all day and then when he wakes up he knows he has to do something you know he he has to save his sister or he has to save zelda or he has to save the kingdom or you know something like that he's a very heroic character and You know, and here's the thing, like, he doesn't have a lot of personality because you are, like, you you as the player... Are going through these adventures and gathering all the items and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's not like with yeah. But uh, here's the thing
0: with this though, like, uh, in with Tom Holland, like, I'm kind of used to him now. Of kind of playing a particular role in uh, in in Spider Man, and also like that he's played this type of role in other movies as well. I'm trying to remember ones off the top of my head, but um, in regards to, I mean, couldn't you see him? Like, here's the thing about this: if we end up uh, going into this movie and basically all we get is Peter Parker with tunic. I mean, obviously, that's...
1: That's that's, that's not who Link is.
0: I know, but, uh, I mean, you can't... I mean, that's not a direction to go in with the character yet. Uh, Yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, like, if if Game of Thrones have taught us anything over the past ten years, is that nobody wants to see us full-on fantasy. I mean, at least not the general public. They, I mean, the reason why Game of Thrones was such a success, as Lindsay Ellis pointed it out, it is the anti-fantasy fantasy series. It's like it's a fantasy um, show that anybody can be able to watch. You know, it has the violence, it has the the blood, it has the 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 nudity, and you know, it has like a con- a continuing story arc where you don't know if the character is going to live or not. That's what drew people into the show, and you know, for a lot of people who don't even like fantasy, which when you think of fantasy for the mainstream audience, you think of Dungeons and Dragons and you think of Lord of the
0: rings and uh, so uh, in one blooper and uh, which uh, went unnoticed is that uh i put this on twitter as well that uh apparently even though there's like a massive battle going on in games of thrones apparently starbucks is still selling coffee
1: you had to bring that up <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway he's going back to uh the the, the, here's topic the thing, like,
1: I mean, yeah but here's the thing like um i want to point out you know for tom holland it's like you know, which Link, if they're going to, like, adapt, you know, one of the stories from the Legend of Zelda series, like, which Link do you think he would fit? Do you think he would fit the Link from the child timeline, the adult timeline, um, you know, the the timeline where everything started, like, with uh, Breath of the Wild and You know, babe, I, th- I just think, you know,
0: every time a, a Zelda property comes up, we always get some kind of different variation of Link, or, like, some something different in that regard. I wouldn't be too surprised if, uh, once again, we have a movie with Zelda and a completely different Link in another timeline, like uh, you know, and uh, it will not surprise me if it's like, going to be once again another of the abundance of prequels that uh, goes in the Zelda timeline. Because uh, yeah, you're... I, don't,
1: I don't want another prequel. I mean, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I mean, I, I mean, I already know you know from the Zelda fans because I myself am not really the biggest fan of Zelda. I'm more of a Metroid person. I already know that a lot of people were complaining about, like, oh, there's another prequel. And, you know, this was before the timeline was officially announced by Nintendo. And everybody was debating hardcore about, like, okay, which game belonged in this timeline? Okay, so we have um, Ocarina of Time, and now we have uh, the Oracle games, and then we have uh, um, Link to the Past, and now we have, um, uh, you know, uh, Minish Cap and... And I think everybody just like broke out when they heard that um, Skyward Sword was like the earliest in the timeline. And then that game got, you know, hated by some people and they were like, oh, no more prequels. I mean, like what happened to the continuation of Zelda 2 from the NES? Were we ever going to get a game on that? It's like, eh, nope.
0: Yeah, for it, it for kind for of makes you wonder. I mean, we don't know at this stage what the. Um, I mean, for all we know, maybe it could be based on one of the games, the TV show, or movie, or whatever it's going to be. Um, if, I mean, if
1: it is, then most likely, it's going to be based off of a really popular Zelda game.
0: Well, I put I put three uh, contenders forward. Either put in um, a Link to the Past, uh, Ocarina of Time, or Link's Awakening.
1: Mm, I guess I guess that does make a lot of sense. I mean, you know, considering that those are the more popular Zelda games or Wind Waker, depending on, you know, which generation of gamers, uh, you know, grew up with that game. But, I mean, if they are going to do a proper Zelda, like, okay, this is the beginning of the story, then it has to take place in Skyward Sword, which I know a lot of people are not going to be happy with because they didn't like Skyward Sword.
0: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, uh, uh, either that or I just think they're just going to do their own. If anything, they're going to do a movie that's kind of like loosely based on all the games. If you will, so basically, like the idea is, is that there's Zelda, um, there's uh, basically Ganon, and uh, Zelda's basically been captured by Ganon, and then Link has to go off and save her, you know, like yeah, uh,
1: and, and and once again, like I was mentioning about, like you know, um, they they're doing the Mario movie because they saw how successful Sonic the Hedgehog was on like places like Netflix. They know that you know video game adaptations are you know the best that we've seen, like ca- the Castlevania series and the Carmen Sandiego series. Have been massively popular and successful. Like Castlevania, a lot of people say is the best video game series, you know, ad- adaptation series that we've ever seen. In which, like, they take the core of the story of the video games, which Castlevania has a, a deep history uh, with, you know, their their lore. Like, it is so rich in detail with their characters, and you know, they're going through the stories of like um, Symphony and the Night and uh, Castlevania Three because you know Alucard and Saifa and grant and a whole bunch of those characters are there in dracula so you know you could work a story around you know castlevania i mean you could also work around a story with carmen san diego because you know that character has been changed and rearranged over the years in which like now the for the first time carmen san diego is the main protagonist as opposed to being like the villain so you could work around that so i, I mean if they do it right then I would love to see, you know, uh, Zelda, you know, be like the the beginning point of like maybe this huge, you know, f- um, franchise for Nintendo properties in which like, okay, we're going to do a Metroid series next. We're going to do um, a Donkey Kong series next. That's not the CGI series from Canada. We're going to do... Um, you know, uh, the Star Fox series. I mean, you know, shout outs to, uh, but by the way, shout outs to people like Derek Bittner and uh, uh, Frederick Fox for actually doing animated adaptations based off of Nintendo properties that, you know, they decided not to do because, you know, the fans are the ones who are the heroes when it comes to these Nintendo properties. Like, hey, I can see a story like this for these characters and let me just go for it. So, you know, shout outs to those guys. hmm.
0: So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, um, I think mean Netflix just needs something right now, I think, in regards to that. I think them announcing uh, that, oh, hey, we finally got uh, the license for the uh, the Zelda property to uh, do a TV show or a movie with, I think, uh, that'll definitely distract from all the controversies they've been through recently.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, go listen to last week's podcast about that. Yeah. With the incident.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we are running quite short of time at the minute, so uh, tell you what, babe, uh, would you mind if we kind of skipped the, uh, the Ren and Stimpy reboot? story because i mean like um it's uh it may have already been cancelled already but i mean there's nothing to kind of comment on really because we don't even know what the show was even about or what even what was going to happen
1: that's true i mean all we know is is that it's a rumor uh i'm just going to say really quickly so uh according to what i saw on this article uh this is from bubble babble by the way that uh, a few people like Jerry Beck and, ta- and Bob Camp were talking on Facebook saying about like, you know, this uh, Red and Stimpy reboot. And then Bob Camp said, like, oh, I think I heard something about like the show was already being shelved. And that's all we heard. Yeah. There hasn't been an official report from Comedy Central or Viacom saying the show has been canceled. Yeah.
0: So, as to be honest with everybody, I mean, like, we're, no, we're not skipping this over this because uh, for like, any, we don't think it's an important story. It's just because, uh, like, we've been talking about this for weeks. I mean, like, uh, and uh, we don't even know properly, like, uh, what's happening with it right now.
1: Yeah, so, once, it, it's, uh, once it is officially announced that it's been shelved, then we'll go more in detail into
0: Okay, that. so and just doing that now, it's just a rumor, so we don't actually know what's going on with it. But anyway, let's continue with our Nintendo news, and then we'll uh, move on to the cruise, too. Uh, so, Nintendo's finally discontinued the 3DS.
1: Yep. Which, I mean, to be quite honest, I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner because of the Switch.
0: Well, I mean, I think they were thinking they could probably get, until, obviously, the Switch got, like, mass uh, appeal, like, so, like, uh, until, like, you know, a certain amount of units, I think, were sold, and they were at the point where they think they could comfortably say, yeah, let's not bring out any more 3DS hardware, I think everyone's now armed with a Switch. I think, and uh, now that we got to the point where, like, you know, uh, uh, everyone and their mums have now got a Nintendo Switch, basically, in their house, I think... Well, uh, I, they... I don't
1: have one. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <is> my mum. <laughs> <And laughs> well, maybe I'm you don't, but,
0: uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> the, the the amount of people that Nintendo Nintendo want to have a Nintendo Switch, have now got a Nintendo Switch, so I think now they see it fit to now say, okay, the 3DS now is obviously dated technology, and uh, obviously they don't want to continue with it no more.
1: Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so basically, the 3DS was the uh, successor to the Nintendo DS, in which like, it was like a dual screen, dual screen technology and included uh, 3D technology that didn't involve with you wearing glasses. And, you know, it had a lot of really good games there. You know, you had, um, you know, Super Mario 3D um, land, and you had um, Kid Icarus Uprising, you had um, the definitive port of the Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. That's where the remakes came in uh you had kid Icarus uprising you had metroid samus return super smash brothers for the 3ds so yeah they had a lot of amazing yeah. games there
0: here's the thing about this though like i never really got involved with the 3ds to be quite honest with you because i uh, think about that at that time i mean like i was just a co- i was a purely exclusively a console gamer and uh, and also on top of that as well i got my nvidia shield so uh, a lot of the games that i played pretty much i played became, became a tablet gamer for a while Pretty much, so like I was playing Doom for three, BFG edition, and uh, I was playing some other games as well, like on um, from from my rig. So uh, at, the, at the time, like it just didn't feel like uh, you know I already had a port- somewhat a portable console, so I didn't feel like I needed uh, you know to get a 3DS or get anything any further than that. So as far as I'm concerned, I kind of like fell out of probably after the DS you know went out of production. So uh, it's um, so as far as I'm concerned, I mean like a 3DS. Um, it's so uh, it, this is actually kind of, it feels kind of weird for me though because like this is probably like the first major Nintendo console that feels like it came and went for me and I never really experienced it properly. I mean obviously there's the uh, um the uh, the virtual boy but it's obviously you know like uh, I highly doubt I was ever gonna get something that brief. Uh, with that, that type of lifespan, but uh, I mean, yeah, like uh, the 3DS has been around for a very number of years, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's passed me by. It's been around for like what, like six, seven years. Uh, yeah, it's been around for a long while, and uh, mind you, like I still feel loyal to Nintendo. I still have a Nintendo Switch, and uh, I think a lot of Nintendo. But mind you, I think now it's comes to the time, point where um, portable gaming now is uh, and console gaming is now kind of meeting in the middle. And so now you have something which you can play on your TV, but then when you want to go outside somewhere, or if you need to go somewhere, you can just pack up your Nintendo Switch and go. You know? Yeah. So so as far as I'm concerned, like, uh, I mean, obviously we've heard the rumors about the fact that they might be bringing out, like, a a GameCube, uh, you know, portable GameCube console. From what I from what I gather, so I mean, we yeah, know and, right. and,
1: yeah, exactly. We we talked about that a while ago, and uh, yeah, I mean, if that were the case, in which like, oh, you you're going to have all these now portable systems, in which you know you get to play your favorite classic games on the go. It's like. You know, we already had that with not only the Switch, but also the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. You know, it's very easy for you to carry around. Well, than- the,
0: the the episode we talked about uh, in regards to the GameCube, apparently, it was going to be like a portable GameCube console. So, like, uh, you, you know, the, the mini DVDs. You know, you'd uh, but you'd put, so basically, if anything, you probably would end up being kind of like a, you know, but maybe a bulkier version of the PSP. I mean, like, uh, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure we'll find out soon so enough.
1: I, I guess- they thought that, you know, at this point in time, you know, especially with, you know, ever since the Switch came out, 3DS sales have been coming, like, really low. It's like, you know, not a lot of games were coming out on the 3DS that a lot of people were, like, really interested in, like, picking up. So I guess they were like, yeah, yeah. Not, nobody's really interested anymore, so let's just stop it.
0: The, the last, uh, Probably the last DS-related game I think I probably bought was Star Fox Command. I think, and uh, that was, like, the uh, the end of, like, the official, like, Star Fox timeline until they began with Star Fox Zero, and then obviously that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but,
1: but Star Fox Zero was, um, a, hmm. another reboot, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Star Fox Command is the last in the timeline.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving away from Nintendo, uh, The Croods 2 has now been moved to a Thanksgiving release.
1: Yeah, I mean, they decided to move it a month early, so the movie's gonna be coming out in the next two months, and we still don't know anything about it. There's no trailers, there's no synopsis. I mean, we see some pictures. Uh, we saw, you know, we see the family, and they're meeting up with another family who's dressed like, you know, more advanced. So that's the only thing we know about. It. It's called, the, you know, the crude's a new age. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you know, f- from what I've seen in the pictures, it's like, oh, you know, now that the now that the family has like settled into the islands that we saw in the last movie, it's like, oh, now they'll be able to interact with people who are more modern because. You know that hasn't been done before. Early yeah. man, everybody. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, hope if if there's a scene in the crudes too that they're playing soccer, I'm gonna walk out of the theater.
0: Probably, yeah. But uh, I mean, in regards to uh, moving it forward, I mean, like, if this is gonna be um, a, a more like a, you know a family meets a family, I think and maybe probably themes a bit more with Thanksgiving than just with Christmas, maybe.
1: Which is kind of ironic because we actually, when we did the crudes on Dream Machine, we actually released it on Thanksgiving. Yeah,
0: actually, we actually we did. So I guess. Uh, but I mean, here's the thing about this: like, uh, if um, I mean, obviously, the we're going we're going in towards the second wave of the of the pandemic at the minute. So I mean, if we get to Thanksgiving and uh, you know the you know cases have like you know skyrocketed at that point, and we've ended up in another lockdown. I mean, obviously, like uh, they'll have no choice, I think, but to release it on streaming or even. I doubt they're going to make anything in theaters. Well, no, I,
1: I I doubt it too. Yeah. And I mean, look at Milan. Like
0: is it's is it, Milan. I mean, obviously there's the controversies around Milan 2020. But I mean, in regards to like people going out to see it in the theaters, I mean, it only made 7.5 million dollars in the box office uh, in uh, in theater sales. So like uh, for them, it's been a disaster.
1: Yeah, uh, and um, you know, not to mention about like you know all the other you know streaming movies like Onward and Trolls World Tour and Scoob. I mean, how much money did they make in the streaming service? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as far as I'm
0: concerned, I mean, uh, in regards to the Crudes, I mean, unless they're going to be saying they're going to be releasing it on streaming or if uh, it's going to be out somewhere else, unless they're going to do something with it, I'm not too sure. But as far as I'm concerned, um, I mean, bringing it forward, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to see if they can try and, you know, oh hey, well, if we bring it forward, maybe it'll be before any type of lockdown or anything like that takes place and maybe we can try and get some money out of it maybe on the first week, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, yeah. at, at this point, I've just kind of saying, "So, guys. Just release it on streaming. Like, everyone else is doing it at this point. Like, you know. It's- yeah.
1: And here's the thing. Like, this this movie has me very concerned. Because it's going to be coming out in two months. And we know absolutely nothing about it. This reminds me of Strange Magic in which like, you know, George Lucas was working on this movie for a while. And then after Disney picked up the distribution rights for Star Wars for, you know, from George Lucas and George Lucas was going to have nothing to do with Star Wars anymore. And they were pretty much obligated to pick up Strange Magic. And so they only released limited, you know, um, advertisement for it that, you know, it was going to come out in the, like the next month or so. And, you know, when the movie came out, Everybody hated it. So I'm a. I mean, is it like what? what like, do, do you think that Universal is like releasing this a month early, knowing that? oh, you know, this movie is not that great. Let's just put it out there early so that people can just watch it and then they'll, they'll be done with it. I was going to say,
0: because after the cruise, I mean, what else are they going to be uh, bringing out with DreamWorks at the moment? And, uh, well, I mean,
1: like, I, I mean, we did mention this in the end of the Trolls World Tour episode of Dream Machine that the, the thing that they're going to be doing for the next you know few years for DreamWorks movies are sequels. Yeah. I mean, after this, it's Boss Baby 2.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Here we go again but uh, um, yeah
1: so, yeah, so I, we're I, I, getting
0: let me have look through all the, uh, all, yeah, all the from what there, I understand so. there's
1: like after Boss baby two there's Spirit rides, uh, Riding free which is um, a movie based off of the spirit Netflix series hmm. and then after that um I, I know that they're working on a few other stuff but for the most part those are going to be their movies for the next few years
0: yeah so um, oh by the way the, best, the boss baby two's finally got a uh, a proper name it's called uh, the boss Baby family business. Who cares? Yeah, so, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, so Spirit Riding Free is obviously the sequel to Spirit, which is very, very strange, because what,
1: what, what was the last uh, Spirit movie? It was... Uh, uh, Spirit no? of the Stallion of the Cimarron, and it T- came out around... Yes, but remember, as I mentioned before, this is based off of the Netflix series.
0: Okay, then. And then there's a movie called The Bad Guys, which is, uh, sc- uh, is a scholastic property.
1: Okay, then, so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, but that's, a, at least that's an original movie, I mean, even though it's based off of a book. So, yeah, once, uh, you know, for the, for the next few years, we're going to be dealing with, you know, two different sequels, one for Boss Baby, and then one for Spirit, uh, you know, based off of the Netflix series, and then, you know, for, in the meanwhile, we have The Croods, uh, which, I mean, you know, Pixar, you know, they're going to be having Soul, and then next year, uh, Disney has Ryan, The Last Dragon. And, oh, actually,
0: uh, um, I've I just, I just noticed something here, actually, on the release, day, on the, uh, release page. They're actually going to have a, an original Netflix film. Uh, they're going to be releasing in Q1 20, 2021, which is called Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's basis of the Troll Hunters Netflix series by Guillermo del Toro.
0: Okay then, so, um, so they got to. I mean, they're not uh, they're not exclusively sequels. I mean, obviously they are based on other properties, but uh, I mean, obviously they. Yeah, uh,
1: but yeah, but Soul. I mean, let's see, Soul and Onward have been like the only animated movies that uh, at least I've seen this year. That have been based off of an original property that that is based off of an original story. Like a lot of them I've seen that are like based off of a book or based off of a of a TV show or based off of a franchise. I mean, uh, you know, like I I I have I mean, as of the, the posting of this podcast, I posted a poll about, okay, um, you know, I I've been really, you know, disappointed with the movies that I've seen this year. I saw Onward, I saw Trolls World Tour, and I saw Scoob. And I was asking my viewers. Please let me know what movie would you like me to see, um, uh, you know, next. And I posted up *The Willoughbys*, *A Whisker Away*, um, *Wolf Walkers*, and *Phineas and Ferb*, uh, *Candace Against the Universe*. *The Willoughbys* is based off of a book. Whisker Away and Wolf Walkers are original stories. Uh, One is um, a Japanese movie, and the other one is an Irish film. And then Phineas and Ferb: Candace Against the Universe is a Netflix uh, TV, you know, not a a Disney Plus TV movie, based off of uh, the Phineas and Ferb animated series.
0: Well, so uh, I'm sorry, I mean, while you've been doing that, I've been actually been looking at uh, other the stuff as well. Uh, apparently, the Shrek reboot uh, movie that's due, due for 2022 is apparently in limbo at the moment, so uh, yep. pe- people aren't deciding whether it's actually going to be released or not.
1: So yeah, I mean, go to, go be quite, to, be, to, to be quite honest, I mean, I, I don't want to see it. I well, mean, right, like, the reception
0: here's the thing about this: the reception to it was kind of sour, so maybe they've probably taken that on board and decided, well, you know, uh, they're probably going to play it by ear whether it's actually going to happen or not.
1: So, yeah. That's true. Anyway, but for the most part, uh, and and you know, and, and of course, uh, I know Sponge, um, Sponge on uh, SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. It has been released in a few countries, but as for us Americans, it won't be out till next year. And mm-hmm. as for Connected, it's been delayed until either late this year or early to mid next year. Uh, the Sony Anime, Sony Pictures Animation film. So, um, yeah, like it's. I mean, I, I remember when I said on the. um, Uh, the uh, abominable episode of Dream Machine that 2019 was such a lackluster year for animation because almost every single movie that came out was either really, really mediocre or just downright awful. I mean 2020 is like, you know, hold my beer in which well, like a lot and of- we we
0: can give litigated circumstances because obviously the uh you know the the back we no, 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 boy- I'm, I'm not reunion even, so- the whole
1: coronavirus thing. I'm just talking about like, you know, the movies that I've been seeing this year have just not been that great. I mean, the best one that I've seen was Onward and even Onward was just a middle of the road Pixar movie.
0: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but in regards to 2020, I mean, it's um, it's thrown a lot of people into uh, into a bit of a spin cycle, really. So I think uh, I mean, here's the thing about this 2020. Like, I think we'll all be looking back at it and like saying, "Well, yeah, there was this thing going on, so that's the reason why you know, obviously, your things weren't as great as they were as they should be." And so I think, uh, yeah,
1: and, and that, that's what that's what makes me you know really skeptical about the crudes a new age. It's like, you know, is it is it going to be? Like another, is it going to be like just another middle of the road movie that? You know, I'm just gonna like vaguely remember after watching it, or maybe this movie will take me by surprise and it'll be actually good. I, mean, maybe I don't they,
0: know. I, I doubt it. I think they're just kind of throwing it out there and just saying, "Hey, hey!" You know, like uh, this was
1: because uh, wasn't this wasn't this movie in production like before? Obviously, they. That's it. I was. I was just gonna bring that up. This movie has been in developmental hell for years. That's what I'm saying. Because...
0: So basically, this movie was in development before. Obviously, uh, they gave the company from Universal over to uh, uh, to whoever. It was. Was uh, Comcast? Is it now? Yeah, Comcast. Yeah. So this was during the transition period of them moving over to another owner. So as far as they're concerned, I mean, like, uh, I think mean, they're just kind of just throwing it out there, like, just saying, oh, hey, you know, uh, it's kind only of like when uh, Disney purchased Fox. And like you know, they are just like oh, oh oh you got all these productions oh let's just throw them out anyway and let's just get uh, let's just get them out of the way let's like give them their, like you know any any fanfare or anything like that let's just get them out there you know bye bye our contracts and then after that let's move on to stuff we actually want to do
1: yeah that's exactly what I said about Strange Magic it's like you know they they did little to no advertisement on that movie and then when the movie came out it was like oh really this is what George Lucas was working on pass. Mm-hmm. So, and, and here's, and the same thing happened with, like, Spies of Disguise, in which, like, that was the last movie that Blue Sky did right before the buyout. And, you know, Disney was just, like, posted it up there, and it's like, oh, well, you know, we have this movie coming out now. And it's like, eh. So, yeah, well, it's I, I really guess It's really
0: surprising when you think about it, because it's like, this is a movie starring Will Smith. Like, you know, your, your guy who... And Tom pl- Holland. And Tom Holland, yeah. Your guy, who, your, your guy who played Spider-Man and the guy who played your Aladdin, you know, who you really want to shoot to the moon.
1: You know, like uh, I mean, it's, well, he played the genie in Aladdin. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know exactly. But uh, so uh, you know, it's um, in regards to that. You would have thought, oh, hey, Disney, Disney are going to throw something behind this. I mean,
1: I mean, this is what Will Smith was thinking when that all was going down, or maybe we just. Uh, made- I, I don't, I don't know. But okay, let, let's just wrap things up. So, final thoughts: the crew's a new age. <sighs> hmm. I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, from what I've seen in the pictures, I'm not that impressed. I, I, I we're going to see it because you know we, we need dream to continue. Machine, but I'm not looking forward to it.
0: Nah, neither am I. So, uh, well, uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. Like, maybe we might be just, uh, I think it'll be, I'm hoping it just be average at best. You know, like. That's
1: exactly what, uh, what it's going to be. And I'm not looking for average. I already got average this year. Yeah. I'm looking for something great. I'm looking for something, like, spectacular.
0: Well, I mean, like, you know, we still got Pix-Mix on the go and Soul's going to come out. So, and Soul, yeah, looks, Soul I, looks pretty good.
1: It, it, it's like, you know, I'm really hesitant on, you know, following DreamWorks for the next few years, because the only thing I'm going to be getting is average sequels. So mm. it's like, Pixar, please come to me now.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll find out soon enough, no doubt about that. Um, anyway, we just want to quickly uh, point, point out to, uh, this is another intended thing we should like, have thrown in, but uh, uh, Mother to Earth, the Unsold Story of Earthbound is a documentary that uh, covers the series or origins and the failed international launch.
1: I've been hearing about this documentary for a very very long time i remember when the kickstarter came out in which like you know all of these people who are diehard earthbound fans wanted to make a documentary chronicling um you know the making of earthbound by Sh- uh, shiga toy and uh when it first came out to the u.s um the second installment of the mother series and, and which you know that came out in a time in which when America weren't really into rpgs that much i mean sure you have your final fantasies but for the most part the rpg genre was kind of like a niche thing where everybody was like into platformers and uh people were starting to come become really into first person shooters when wolfenstein 3d and doom came out and so um and also it came out during the uh, the the ends of like final fantasy six and secret of mana and chrono trigger so um, when the game came out, it was considered to be a massive failure because not a lot of people bought it. Uh, there's a, there's a bunch of reasons why some people blame it for the advertisement for like the stuff on Nintendo power in which like they would say, you know, this game stinks. And, you know, also the fact that, you know, not a lot of people were into RPGs, uh, the critics who played the game said it was like a, a kiddie version of like really serious RPGs that were coming out at the time, like final, final fantasy six and Chrono Trigger so they thought it was like oh this is the baby version of the of an rpg. So not a lot of people were really into it. That is until around the 2000s in which like the the game started begin- getting a massive cult following and you know there were like websites like fangamer.net that like fought you know for Nintendo to release these games um, you know for uh the general audience like hey we want to see Mother 3 come out and this is the whole you know fighting for the past 15 years about, like, we want to see Mother 3 in America. So, yeah, we're, we're talking about, like, you know, how people were, you know, fighting for to see the Jungle movie. Th- think of it like that equivalent, but for video games.
0: Yeah. So um, that's a documentary that's going to be coming out soon, and so uh, yeah, if um, once uh, we had a chance to check it out, if we do get a chance to check it out, because you know, here's the thing about this: like everyone keeps making suggestions for like all these uh, stuff we should watch and everything like that, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's only like 24 hours in the day to kind of like play with, and uh, unfortunately, only about uh, only like maybe five or six hours we get a week we get to kind of dedicate to this. So uh, like yeah, um, and, uh, about two hours of worth yeah. of recording. So like, uh,
1: and, and, like I've already been requested to watch another documentary, uh, the Happy Happy Joy Joy Ren and Stimpy story, which I will watch as soon as my you know DVD comes in because I was one of the backers. I will talk about it when the time is the when when the time comes. I, I, but, I, I
0: can get messages from people to uh, do uh, Michael Moore's uh, Planet of the Humans and uh, like at the end of the day, like I I only got so many hours in the day to begin with, so I can't watch everything. You know. Yeah,
1: that's true. So Yeah, this will be in the long list of all the things that we need to watch in the future. But, um, yeah, so for any EarthBound fans um, or any Mother fans, uh, this is definitely one that you need to watch. Or even fans of, like, video games in general about, like, uh, you know, the, the talkings about, um, you know, how a video game series uh, didn't really catch on in America, but then had a ma- massive cult following and the fight for us to get proper recognition um, for the Mother series came about. So if you're interested in learning about how that happened of how eventually we were able to get Earthbound for um, the uh, Wii U Virtual Console and the SNES Classic uh, and then we had Earthbound Beginnings, um, so if you want to know how that all came to be, then go watch the documentary. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, moving on. So uh, this was like uh, the first uh, content, uh, contestant for uh, And Finally, but uh, it's actually second to And Finally. Um, Adult Swim passed on the pos- the potential of uh, doing a TV series starring Wig Moranus.
1: Yes. So apparently back in 2017, there was a contest... That, you know, hey, um, if you were able to do this idea, you get the uh, you get to have the opportunity to pitch it to Adult Swim. So a person won where his idea for an Adult Swim series was a kid found uh, an old cereal from like decades ago. And that was the cereal from Honey, I Shrunk uh, the Kids. And so he saw a ticket that was the opportunity for you to meet Rick Moranis in person. Apparently the ticket was there was no um, expiration date. And so... He decides that he's going to meet Rick Moranis and he's like, you know, wondering, hey, you know, you were that guy from Ghostbusters and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Little Giants. Where have you been for the past 20 something years? And apparently he's been guarding hell. (laughs) Yeah, That's where he's been all this time. And the reason why Adult Swim didn't pick it up was because they didn't know who Rick Moranis was.
0: Yeah, so I mean, in a way, I mean, here's the thing about this though: is like, uh, I still remember Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I remember when they blew up the kid. I remember when they shrunk themselves. So like,
1: yeah, we uh, we know about these movies because you know we were... we you know we we grew up with uh, you know all these movies from the you know late '80s and early '90s. But for you have to understand, like, Rick Moranis quit acting in 1997 when his wife passed away, and he dedicated most of his. Um, he he basically retired from acting to raise his kids and there were very very few times in which he decided okay i'm going to break out of retirement to be in this movie or to be in this commercial or whatever and that was like he was in brother bear as one of the moose and then recently he was in um in a commercial with um ryan reynolds and for the most part um he had not done any acting so you have to understand like You're talking about a generation of kids who don't know who Rick Moranis is. And I'm sure that for people in Adult Swim who are maybe like in their late twenties or maybe even younger, I mean, I, it, you don't blame them for not knowing who Rick Moranis is because, you know, other than Brother Bear, he hasn't been in anything because, you know, he's been long retired. You
0: can at, at least make it into a Rick and Morty episode. It's like, oh, hey, we found, Mick, we found Rick Moranis. Uh, oh, uh, geez, Rick, who's Mick Moranis? And then Rick tells you, oh, duh, he's the guy who basically uh, shrunk all those people in his yard. I think you can make a whole episode out of it just to make doing Mick Moranis jokes.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, don't don't say that, oh, you know, this person's really obscure, let's not make them into a TV series. I mean, like, you know, what about Mike Tyson mysteries? Like, how many people knew about Mike Tyson other than, you know, him being in boxing and the whole, oh, he was arrested for, you know, uh, doing some. Illegal stuff, or you know, he bit the ear of a, B- a Vanderpuye. Well,
0: he he had been around for uh, you know he was um, he was he did make some like uh, movie cameos and stuff like that. Also, and some of that he was in The Hangover as well, which was like a big a big deal like uh, amongst uh, you know the uh, eighteen to twenty four male demographic at the time. Fair, fair enough. So like I mean, Mike Tyson, you know, uh, has, uh, has has dipped his head up and uh, gone back down again. He's kind of like Snoop Dogg in a way. You know, like, uh, all of a sudden you'll find Snoop Dogg all of a sudden, you know, uh, being at WrestleMania and then, you know, he's uh, flogging, you know, uh, cheap food on Just Eat. I mean, like, uh, at the end of the day, like, uh, he's, uh, you know, Mike Tyson, well, he's probably not within our field of vision. He's uh, probably, be, be, some eyeballs are probably looking at him somewhere. Yeah,
1: you know, and like, as for Rick Warren,
0: no. No, unfortunately not. But <laughs> here's the thing, about, I, I mean, like, looking at it, I think they missed out on a big opportunity to, like, put him in, like, in, a, in, a, in an episode of an Adult Swim show. yeah
1: uh, and here's the thing like you know i and and i know that a lot of people are going to be saying like oh you know rick moranis um you know he's very picky with what you know projects he's going to be in i mean he didn't want to be in the you know in ghostbusters aftermath for that reason because he's like what's the point of me even being in this movie so if he is going to be in a project he's going to be very very particular on it so uh, the fact that um you know he was almost, like, you know, really close of being in an Adult Swim series. It's like, you know, oh, well, I mean, I guess that would have been really interesting to see, you know, him uh, as an animated cartoon guarding hell. It's like, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I know that uh, Rick Moranis also plays in a lot of comedy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's not like your t- typical nerdy, you know, character. I mean, even though he does play that pretty well. I mean, but he's also been in, like, Ghostbusters, and he's been in, you know... um uh, you know, very, uh, Spaceballs. So, yeah, I mean, he, he does know how to, you know, you know, make fun of himself and all that kind of stuff. So, that is to be expected, but, you know, I mean, I would, I'm really surprised that out of all the things that he was really, really close to getting out of retirement at that time, was to be in an, an adult swim series. Like, that is interesting. hmm
0: And finally, we leave you on the news that uh, the Rayman creator, uh, Michael Encel, has uh, quit video games to work on a wildlife sanctuary.
1: Yeah, that's that is the most random thing that I've heard since one of the uh, a video game programmer who worked on one of the Simpsons games decided to leave the video game industry so that he could become a priest.
0: Yeah, um, it's uh, very interesting, uh, mind you. Um, wildlife wildlife sanctuary work I think is very rewarding. I oh think yeah, sure, way. it is
1: very rewarding, especially since we have been watching the the series on Channel Four about the Chester Zoo. Mm-hmm.
0: so apparently there's the interesting thing about this though that uh, apparently he has been working on uh, he is leaving and uh, but uh, apparently good and beyond good beyond good and evil 2 and wild are still going to be continuing on without him
1: yeah I, I mean to be quite honest beyond good and evil 2 i'm still really upset about that because you know they left it on a cliffhanger uh and you know the game wasn't even that you know it didn't sell well the first time and the fact that they announced that they're going to do a sequel and it's going to be a prequel it kind of like left me a little bit disappointed. I mean, I'm still going to play the game because I love the first Beyond Good and Evil, but it's like, oh, you know, okay. I mean, a prequel. You know, I hope that that does well so that we'll get some more games. But you know, also that. But you know, w- you know, no Rayman announcements. I mean, I know that we already have Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends, and those did good. But you know, I- I'm act you know, it's going to be actually really interesting to see that you know the main guy behind those um, games from Ubisoft is like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be around anymore. So. I'm actually curious to see, you know, how those uh, games that he's been heavily involved in are going to turn out. Mm.
0: Well, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, good on him for, you know, leaving the industry to wanting for him to do something that he loves and he's passionate about. So, you know, best of luck to him and his endeavors. Yeah, you
0: know, like well, when you start, to, you know, you're getting the ability to kind of like do other things that, uh, you know, you feel more passionate about. I mean, obviously, you know, your priorities change, don't they?
1: So Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, that is it for episode 29 of Aaron and Patricia. So uh, for those of you who want to find me on social media, it's uh, Twitter is at Aaron Meta Show, A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W. If you want to ask me a question on Tumblr, it's AaronMeta.tumblr.com. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's also at Show A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W. By the way, we are still taking your questions all the way up to the 26th of September. So uh, if you want to get your questions in, get them real quick. Uh, It's uh, at uh, uh, AskCraig2020 at AaronMeta.com. Co. Dot UK. That's askCraig2020 at arameta.co.uk to answer your questions in, and it can be about absolutely anything. Hey Arnold, hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie, uh, hey Arnold, the movie, the Pataki's, um, anything in regards to Hey Arnold related or any of his other uh, projects that he does. He's been tweeting a lot about Rugrats. Sorry, he's, he's been Instagramming a lot about uh, Rugrats recently. So ask him a couple of questions about that too. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have a lot of fun on October the seventh when the episode gets released. That's it, everybody. Thanks very much for checking out the show. Take Take care and bye for now.
1: See you later.